Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome to the show and a good Monday evening. To you, Mark Aram here. You there at 708, eight minutes after seven o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang's all here. Longoria, stoic as ever, on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck is screening your call. Low T. Got a big show tonight. Uh, Clark Howard's going to join us in just a minute to talk about uh, Facebook, what we need to do as consumers, the ransomware story from the city of Atlanta, a lot of important issues that. Uh, could uh, hurt your identity and your bill-paying abilities and all that good stuff. Tom Regan from Channel 2 will join us next half hour uh, with an update on a crazy story out of the University of Georgia. And then the second hour, we will do Movie Monday. First, a quick weekend recap. Did you guys go to the, the Buford party on Saturday? I did, yeah. Chuck didn't? No. He's got a, newly, a newlywed. He's got a newlywed, I got a newlywed and a newborn. And a new baby. <laughs> How was the Buford party? It was okay. It was yeah. cool, yeah. It was Right, Loganville, right? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, good for you. Driving a half. That's an hour and a half from your house. It is. Wow. Yeah. You had fun though. Yeah. The you girls heard? had fun. They had, you know, because they're his the friends. The girls? Well, my girls. My you brought brother. your daughters to a Buford party? Well, that they're friends that he that they're at their house. They yeah. have two little kids, so they were playing. Uh, I'm calling defects on you. It wasn't that. <laughs> wasn't that kind of a party? <laughs> really? Yeah. What time was it? Wasn't that kind of party? Five <laughs> thirty. <530? laughs> Uh, I don't know, Longoria. It wasn't like, uh, I mean, we were just hanging out, eating dinner. I understand, but. They played. They had a good time. I don't know about taking. Chuck, what do you think? Bringing his kids to a Buford party? I mean, that was why I didn't go. Yeah. (laughs) It was a weird mix. It wasn't like there were strippers or anything there. It was just. I know. It's not that kind of party. Yeah, it was just family. All right. Fair enough. How was your weekend, Chuck? Good. We went uh, to the opening of the Punch Bowl Social over at the Battery. Get out! Yeah, I have cool. no idea what that is. What is yeah, it? It's just a new, a new restaurant, kind oh. of clubby thing. Very cool. It's really neat. Do you they should... have punch bowls? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh good. Yeah. You took the it girls there? No, I left mine home. <laughs> I'm not you. They used to have punch bowls in Bucket at a place called Lulu's Bait Shack. Nice. And if you saw a girl holding one of those big things by herself, just follow her around. Beeline right to her. Like, all right, <laughs> this girl's here to party tonight. Yeah. She's here to party. Uh, I had a, I had a busy weekend. I had to do. Uh, the I went to the Atlanta Auto Show Saturday for the station. Had my fantasy baseball auction. I went Sunday. My fantasy baseball auction was Saturday. Had to go to funeral Sunday. Just busy, busy, busy. But uh, I'm glad to see you guys. I'm glad uh, I didn't go to the punch bowl, though. It's cool. You should check it out. I will they, check it they out. They got neat stuff there. I'll just follow the girls with the, the singularly drinking the punch bowl. <laughs> it's two levels. You'll be able to find all kinds of them. Indeed. Um, last week, we covered, we covered two uh, big stories, Facebook and the state of Atlanta ransomware. And I wanted to get Clark Howard on this week to talk about it. So uh, your consumer advocate, your hero, and my good friend Clark Howard joins us on the show. How are you, brother? So I just am thinking back. I don't ever remember going somewhere that women were drinking out of punch bowls 
And I don't remember going to anybody's party at their house where they had strippers at the house. <laughs> so I definitely live in a different world than all of you. Absolutely. Do you remember a place called Lulu's Bait Shack in Buckhead? Lulu's. Before Buckhead got torn down. There was Park Tavern, Lulu's Bait Shack, Tongue and Groove. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was famous for the Punch Bowls. Oh. 95.5 The Beat did a lot of remotes there. That's how I know. I was working promotions. It was, it was good stuff. How was your weekend, Clark? What was what, any highlights for us? Well, actually, I was in Tulsa. We started another Habitat house. Get out. That's a fantastic uh, thing in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, we had a good time. Do those do the Habitat houses in Oklahoma have to be um, tornado-proof? Because that's like tornado country, right? So we had a ton of people putting in uh, what we call in our part of the country, believe it or not, hurricane clips. But they're there. They call them tornado something or others. And you put them as part of attaching the walls to the to the foundation of the house. OK. And so it keeps you from being like Dorothy and flying off to Kansas. <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, but they are hard to put in because we built on a concrete slab and you're having to beat the out of those <laughs> things to get those things in. Excellent. Um, you want to come to Oklahoma with me sometime? I almost took a job in Oklahoma. You did? Yeah, years ago. they wanted. I me. can't picture you living in Oklahoma. Probably not. It didn't work out. They wanted me, you know, so we have a radio station there, and they wanted me to be to the, the Scott Slate of our Oklahoma, uh, our Tulsa station. Um, and I was tempted because there's a lot of casinos out there, but ultimately I didn't, I didn't take the job. Really? Is that important to be near casinos? I, apparently not, since I didn't take the job, buddy. Okay. I'm here. I'm here with you. Yeah, the casinos are all over yeah, that town. It's good. I like I like poker. That, what can I say? All right, listen. But you I, told me it's not gambling. It's not gambling when I always win. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, um, apparently no one's winning with with the Facebook story here. As as the just, Russians. As well, the Russians are winning. Sure. Yeah. As as just a normal guy that's on Facebook connect with my friends, my family. I use it for, for work purposes. What do I need to know about what's going on with Facebook? Do I need to ditch the whole thing? All right. So first of all, let me set very briefly what happened. So this, this professor figured out how to exploit a weakness in Facebook's underlying architecture to use it to help campaigns in 2014 and then in 2016. And they were able to leverage 270,000 Facebook users into full, deep data profiles on roughly 50 million people. So apparently someone somewhere out there has a deep Facebook profile about me, probably. Odds are I'm out there. Well, it depends. Did you get all kinds of very targeted political ads before the election, uh, Clinton versus Trump? I don't believe so, but I know a lot of my friends certainly did. Yeah, so that was how they were using this. They were figuring out who were people who were persuadables or people who they wanted to really get to the polls. And they were able to use the deep dive analytics to target people specifically. And then this is where all the stuff comes up, no collusion, collusion, all that. The Russians were buying ads specifically targeting people who had been apparently collected by this British group working for, uh, in part, for Steve Bannon. So this is a very deep dive political story of manipulation of the American people and American voters. Uh, 
all and it's and it's a lot of layers which has been very confusing to people how all the layers work but now where facebook looks so bad is they look like exactly what they were they were allowing people to manipulate their data and facebook was looking the other way because it was making facebook so much money yeah and and facebook's being held to task now the stock price is plummeting yeah so that's the marketplace doing its thing and so what facebook is working on now is a new dashboard where facebook users will be able to go in and simply change their privacy settings to prevent moving forward all the crazy weird sharing and manipulation of data that was going on and i'm assuming i can get all that the step-by-step process on clark.com nope, doesn't exist yet oh i mean facebook is so caught naked by this that they are uh, scrambling to get together the simple new privacy dashboard and as soon as it's ready and launches i'll let you know but facebook better hurry because there's this movement that sprung up around the country that you may have heard about with people dumping Facebook. Yeah, a lot of people I know have done it. And so there's there's very large groups in social media, which is so funny to think that people on social media are trying to get people to dump a social media, but it's the delete Facebook movement. And I don't even know how many million people strong that is. Are you are you recommending that yet? Do we need to get off Facebook? Or? Yeah, I'm not. I I'm going to leave that up to you. But I will tell you this. You know, when you share too much on social media, forget all this political stuff. Forget how the Russians may have used this to manipulate. What really is important in day to day life is that when you share too much. You're helping identity thieves who want to take over your identity. And you're also helping burglars who can very easily come in and rob your home. Because do you know one of the most common things people do on social media is when they're on a trip. On vacation, yeah. They post pictures and you tell somebody, hey, I'm at the Statue of Liberty. Or I'm at the Arc de Triomphe. Or I'm wherever in the world. I'm at Buford's party in Loganville with my daughters. Enough time for somebody to come <laughs> to your house and break in. And you'll have been drinking from the punch bowl anyway, so you won't be able to find your way home. So you you don't want to post. This is a hard thing for people. Sure. You don't post a vacation till you're home from the vacation. After your home. Clark Howard joining us on the Mark Aram Show. Clark, I want to talk to you a little bit about the uh, the ransomware story in the city of Atlanta. Here's uh, Mayor Bottoms today on the situation. We are, are dealing with a hostage situation. So just as we wouldn't um, give away too much information if there were a physical hostage, we do have to be careful um, as we speak about timelines. We've got about two minutes, Clark. How big a story is this, and, and what do City of Atlanta residents need to know about the malware situation, the, the, the hostage situation? The city's computer systems have been antiquated forever. Anybody who goes down to City Hall knows you're looking at things that are relics of the past. And it's not just the City of Atlanta. It's almost like an example of what's been a problem all over the place. Those of us like me who live in the City of Atlanta, it's unclear yet what the hackers have access to in terms of our personal information. You pay a city water bill with a credit card. You pay anything with a credit card. Is that going to be in the hands of the crooks? That's hard to know. 
What I look at it as is ransomware is such a problem for businesses and for consumers. I like for you to go make a $70 purchase. Go buy an external hard drive. And then every night have it set where it updates your computer. So if you get hit by ransomware at your small business or even the computer in your own home, you can't be held hostage the way the city of Atlanta has been. If you have to turn that computer that they ransomed into a brick, fine, but you have all your data, you take it from that hard drive and dump it on a new computer, and you tell the people that want to ransom you to go get lost. The Bitcoin count they're getting from you is zero. I'm going to do that right now. Well, I want to get off the air. Clark Howard, always a pleasure. All the info you need to stay safe out there in the cyber world at Clark.com. Always a pleasure, my friend. And I am so glad you and I never hung going out to social <laughs> stuff because I would have been in so much trouble. You'd have people, uh, you'd have to be paying hush money like the president right now. No kid. <laughs> Thanks, Clark. We'll come back. Your thoughts on Facebook, on the ransomware, whatever else you want to talk about. 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's Movie Monday. Longoria's playing a movie soundtrack at the end of the show. You can guess the soundtrack and win a prize pack. This is Movie Monday on The Mark Aram Show. For Welcome back to the show, 725, 45, chilly degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram with you till 9. Facebook, ransomware, Clark Howard's expertise, always good to have. Uh, joining us live from Penn's Woods, it's Meg in Pennsylvania. This tiny village in western Pennsylvania, blah, 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 blah. What's going on, Meg? How are you? Oh, gee whiz. Hi, Mark. I missed you. You know, I love b-ball. You know, I do. Not a real fan of... Uh, you know, college basketball. Understood. But well, we're Villanova back now. Is, we're back full Villanova, time for you, man. Villanova is really kicking the butt. And, the, you know, well, if, Vi- if Villanova wins the title, I win Jay Black's pool, I think. So I'm rooting, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, you don't know who Jay Black is, but it's a big thing, Meg. It's a big thing. <laughs> yes. Anyway, what's going on? Everything good with you? Yeah, well, you know, it stopped snowing yesterday. Come, thank goodness. Thank goodness. And, you know, it was, you know, it's just, it's good to hear you guys again. Hey, and, say goodbye to Longoria. Hello, Longoria. Hi. <laughs> there you go. There you go. He should have <laughs> taken you to Buford's party, Meg. I should have. Leave the kids at home. You take Meg to Buford's party. All right. Next time. Oh, brother. Oh, stop. <laughs> Meg, no, Meg are you a, a, a keg stand girl or are you a shotgun a beer out of a can girl? I'm sorry? <laughs> do you do keg stands or do do you do uh, shotguns of beers when you're drinking? Shotgun. Never mind. Uh, the questions get tougher. When you were when you were partying, were you a keg stand guy or a shotgun guy? Shotgun guy. Yeah. No one's picking you up to do a keg stand. Shotgun. <laughs> no. Shotgun. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever done a. I, I'm sure I did it once, but definitely I've done sh- once a, a keg shotgun. Stand. What about or funnel? Oh, I've done funnels. Funnels. Yeah. Chuck, did they have those in Montana? Yes. Funnels. All right. Yeah. We're not going to talk beer drinking. We might. Who knows? We'll come back. Terry and David, hang tight. Tom Regan from Channel 2 Action News will join us after news, weather, and traffic as well. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. It's Movie Monday on The Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Ray Liotta, and you're listening to The Mark... Mar- uh, 
It's so good to be born in America. Well, me and I'm free. It's so good to be born in America. All the home of the red, the white, and the blue. Welcome back to the show, 737, 23 in front of 8 o'clock. Mark Aram at your beck and call till 9 in the p.m. with Longo and Low T. We're going to take your calls about Facebook and the city of Atlanta ransomware story. But uh, I've been uh, intrigued by the story that we've been following over the weekend. And uh, Tom Regan from Channel 2 Action News did a report tonight on this story out of UGA. Basically, someone was videotaping the locker room at the, uh, I guess, in the in the football locker room. Tom Regan joins us live from Channel 2. I don't want to mess up the details, uh, Tom. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the show. What, what, ex- what exactly is alleged to have happened here? Well, what happened well, a month ago today, on February 26th, uh, an employee that was working at the Vince Dooley uh, training center, and that's where all the football players trained, discovered two wireless cameras near the showering area of the locker room that the UGA, UGA football team uses. And then he went to human resources, they brought in UGA police, and over the course of the next few weeks, somehow this uh, equipment manager, Kevin Purvis, became the chief subject of this investigation, okay? And um, then they secured search warrants for his house, and inside his home, they found a small amount of uh, marijuana, but they also found two fentanyl transdermal patches now, fentanyl, we've heard a lot about this in the news. It's been linked to a lot of deaths, you know, especially when it's mixed with heroin. But in this case, these apparently were the pharmaceutical fentanyl patches that are prescribed to people typically that are in chronic, severe pain, often people that are have cancer, uh, because it gives a, a slow-release dose of the painkiller fentanyl. But according to the police, these patches were not prescribed to him. Mm-hmm. So there's no telling yet of how... Um, these wound up in his house. Did they did they so, find any evidence of of video of of I mean naked video athletes that he taken? Yeah, they, none of that came out in the in the uh, the the excuse me the incident report. But today the university wanted to uh, emphasize that no student athletes were victimized in this case. So it's the, the too many unanswered two of the many unanswered questions right now. How long were these cameras in the shower area of the locker room? And two, was any video recorded? And that's clearly why they uh, secured search warrants for his home to find out if, in fact, that existed. But at this point, they're not disclosing uh, that information if, in fact, they have it. But he's in a lot of trouble. I mean, he's, he's charged with three felony counts of illegal surveillance or eavesdropping, another felony count dealing with those fentanyl patches, uh, and this is a guy that's been with the UGA program for a long time, Mark. I mean, he joined the program back in 2006. Wow. You know, he worked for the coach. And, I mean, he basically his job was to maintain the equipment for the football team, both uh, during the offseason and during the season and on game day. So he is a, a pretty prominent member uh, of the organization, of the UGA organization. So it's, it's come as a huge shock to a lot of people. Students I spoke with from the campus today were pretty stunned by it as well yeah really yeah I, I saw crazy. i saw your report and I, I couldn't even imagine tom regan from channel two joining us here on a crazy story about uh a, a, well he was officially a trainer was that his title this this guy Purvis? Equip, he's equipment manager okay he was, he was entrusted with you know maintaining 
inventorying all the equipment that the uh, the football team used. Is is he in in jail right now? Did he bond out? No, what, he he, got, he bonded out on Saturday for about eighty five hundred dollars uh, in in bail money. And I actually we're on our way back right now from Athens. I actually got his phone number off the police report. I left a message for him, but I still have not heard uh, back from him to get his side of the story. I don't know if I'm going to get that call or not. Probably not. Well, if you do, I'd love to circle back with you <laughs> and get you back on the air because, I mean, this is a, a jaw-dropping story. I remember, you know, I, I heard about it um, last a while ago. It popped up, and I was like, I didn't really pay much attention to it. But then over the weekend, people, I was at the Atlanta Auto Show, and people kept yeah. coming up and asking about it, and I was like, I, you know, I didn't have much knowledge of it. Right. And the university, you know, of course, they, they don't want to talk about something like this on camera. It's not the best kind of news you can have about uh, UGA. The police aren't talking about it. But they wanted to emphasize that they took quick action in, in this case. In fact, they fired Purvis even before the police investigation had wrapped up. Wow. So, I mean, they, they said they attended to this quickly and they wanted to assure uh, everyone that, uh, that they were on top of this. But again, the big question that you asked earlier, whether you've recorded anything uh, on these cameras, that's unknown at this yeah. point. Oh, geez, Louise, I hope not. Tom, safe trip back yeah. from the Classic City. Appreciate it as always, buddy. All right, great, Mark. Thanks a lot. Thanks uh, to all you guys, too. Take Talk care, bud. Uh, Tom Regan from uh, WSB Television there. Um, as a former Division One athlete, I would be freaked out if knowing the locker room was was videotaped. You you were in in many locker rooms, Chuck. As a track athlete, can you imagine, like, the, the just how awful is that? Yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> care. For, well, I don't, I'm just trying to think, like, I don't care for me, uh, but things that are said and done in the locker room, that could be a little unnerving. I would but rather, I, mean, I don't care. So I would rather listen. people know what I said and heard than see what I'm, what I'm walking around with. Nah, I'm fine with that. If you want to see me shower, because you're in shape free. and you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all good with that. Yeah, you may have been a division one athlete, but yeah, you know. no longer. But yeah. the, thi- the things that are said and, 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 and just locker rooms can be rough, you know? Yeah. I, I think that I, I, I would be more concerned with conversations and stuff and, and, and things that are said in the locker room getting out versus if you want to watch me shower you're weird but whatever you don't have a problem with that i don't have a problem with it we might have a, a special webcam set up mm. here we can make some more money yeah, off, of, make some money off of you chuck. you got to put your daughter through college we might be, <laughs> chuck doesn't mind being i would mind i would oh, imagine yeah. that yeah. i'm just saying of the two concerns i'd be more concerned with something getting out as so, far as what is said so think about room. this this tom says this guy's been with the program since 2006 that's a Think lot. of all the NFL stars that have passed through that locker room since 2006. Oof. Yeah. You know, is there a video of Matthew Stafford showering, lingering in this guy's hard drive? Is I mean, that's that's just any of the shenanigans. Freaky that, yeah, I mean, there, there could be all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't I would I didn't expect that when I first saw I didn't read the story, I just saw yeah. the headlines. I thought it was maybe like a female locker room yeah. because, you know, because guys are right, right. Yeah, I just thought it was creepy. the dude, you know, doing that, and then that's that's different. Yeah, <laughs> way different. You know? I mean, it, it'd be just as bad. Oh yeah, yeah, female, definitely. But, but but as oh man, your your thoughts on on that? That this this is a creep ball story. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB talk. All right, back to the phone. Sorry for the delay. Terry joins us on the Mark Aram show. Hello, Terry. Hey, Mark. I love your show. Thank you, brother. I wanted to get back to the uh, week when you were talking about salad dressing. <laughs> Absolutely, go ahead. I like to mix ranch and Thousand Island. You ever done it? I've never done that. Um, 
I, I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'm a big Thousand Island guy, and I don't mind ranch. What, what's the added benefit of mixing the two? I just love the taste. Just love the taste, huh? Yeah. The, my only, the only problem with Thousand Island, it can be too thick sometimes, Longoria. Like what's that? Thousand Island can be too thick sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like just gloppy. Right. Maybe ranch would thin it out a little bit, get more spreadage on the... Uh, well, if you like Thousand Island lower, just put a little ranch in it. And then keep adding ranch if you like it. Do you know what? I, as a as a well, as a former uh, waiter, I used to hate it when people would say, uh, "I want you know side salad with blue cheese on the side, thousand island yeah. on the side." That's annoying because you got to take you got to go. They have these big jugs of salad dressing, and you got to take this scoop and ladle it into a little thing to put it on. Yeah, but the last thing out. you want is to get your salad and it's swimming in I dressing, understand. which is what happens most of the time. Yeah, oh, well, I was definitely if if oh, I was you bringing were my salad, pork? Out, yeah. Because I don't want to go back and get more dressing. Listen, unless you're pouring me whiskey, I don't need a generous pour yeah. on my dressing. So you're a salad dressing on the side kind of guy? Yeah. Yeah. Longoria? Yeah, I just put it on there. Yeah, throw it on there. What about you, Terry? The more the better. No, I just tell them to put ranch and salad island on it. And do they, do they ever look at you like, this guy's a freak job? or? No, believe it or not, they'll say, God, I've had other people try that. I'm going to have to try it. Really? Yeah. All right. I'll, I'm not going to try it, but I trust your judgment. <laughs> I won't try it. I know I won't, but uh, I just, I don't know. But good for you for living uh, living on the edge. David's in Tucker. David, what's up, buddy? Uh, not too much. Um, I tell you, the uh, the modern age we have now with all the miniaturization, privacy is a pretty rare thing, uh, unfortunately. Um, and, yeah, it does sound like a... Uh, a little bit of side work there for uh, showering for member of your staff there. Um, certainly, I'm not going to be a participant. Uh, but uh, whenever you're online and you're filling out uh, memberships, uh, you know, to join something or surveys or something like that, the reason this is happening most of the time is one way or another, that organization is going to sell your. Oh, absolutely, account. absolutely. I mean. And, and and you're aware of it, and I'm aware of it, but I don't think a lot of people are aware of it. The question is, will you dump Facebook? Chuck, I think, could, because you're never on it anyway. I'm in the process of doing it. Okay. Longoria, you keep in touch with your mom. You've got I, – I, you're gonna, you're not dumping Facebook, are you? Yeah, no, and it took me a while to get on it in the first place. Yeah. Like, I was late to it. You late know? adapter. Yeah, and then now, no, I mean, I don't know. So I, I, I definitely have, have to keep my work Facebook page because it's great for promoting the show and for the morning news and all that. Um, my personal one, I don't know. I I might just I like it because it's it's cool to keep in touch with friends and see their kids and 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 there I mean without Facebook there there are uh, hundreds of people I would never have heard from again from my past, which is a great reconnecting tool. But at this point, what's what's the benefit? I might just trim my friends list down to like you two and my mom and any pretty girl that I'm friends with. Like that that's who's going to survive. Any pretty girl, you two and my mom. That'll be a that'll be a nice list. Yeah. A nice little list, manageable. Exactly. Manageable. <laughs> manageable. Cuz it's kind of it's kind of freaky out there. Cuz I know I wasn't targeted by any, you know, Russian hackers or infiltrators or anything like that. But I do, I mean, I I have very political friends on Facebook and they're always sharing stuff and through what Clark was saying, um they can skim their friend stuff. So mm-hmm. My buddy Bill Chase from high school, who posts ninety-seven political posts a day, I'm sure there's they've got files on me. Through you know, him. who yeah. knows who knows what? Well, that's a weird, 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 weird world we're living in. John is in McDonough. John, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Well, thank you, sir. 
Um, little computer advice. I think Clark Howard is not right about just putting an external drive on your computer. Uh, if you give a crypto virus, ransomware virus, it's going to be infected too. How is it going to be infected if you back it up every night? Well, it's a hard drive like any other, mm-hmm. and it will be infected immediately. A thumb drive, a network drive, anything attached to your computer. But but I think what infected. Clark's saying, so let, let's say I go home tonight at 11 p.m., and I back up everything, and I close it down. And then tomorrow at 8 a.m., I get a virus. As long as I don't update the hard drive on the other computer, I'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? No. You, as soon as your computer's infected, so is that external drive. How, but if they're not connected, how is it, how are they both infected? They are connected. All right. I, I, this is above my period. I believe you. Fine. It's a weird uh, soundtrack. It is. It's Movie Monday. We're going to start Movie Monday at 8. We'll finish up with your calls next. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. What do you know? It's the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. We're going to kick off Movie Monday next hour. we got a good topic, too. 404-872-0750, wsb talk John joins us in Ballground, Georgia. Wow. John, welcome to the show. Cool. Great show, buddy. Thank you, sir. Uh, i got to lighten it up again, man. Okay. Uh, Thousand Islands. Yes, sir. Have you ever been there? To Thousand Island? Yes. You're I... being a Yankee. It's in New York, right? Well, Long Island's in New York. Staten no, Island's in New yeah, York. Oh, yeah, the other side of the state. Uh, my uncle, as a little kid, brought me and my brother up to uh, Canada from Philadelphia and went across the Thousand Islands Bridge. Look it up. I think it's the St. Lawrence River. Is that the Finger but, Lakes area? No way. No. Canadian border. Interesting. All right. I didn't know there was actually a Thousand Islands. We'll come right back. Movie Monday. Kick it off. 404-872-0750. This is the Mark Aram Show. And you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. How lucky are you? No, I'll run this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand Welcome back to the show and a good Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 8.07, seven minutes after 8 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang's all here. Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low-T Chuck screening your calls. Low-T. A reminder, you could now listen to the Mark Aram Show at home while you're cooking, eating, or ordering in dinner via the Amazon Alexa simply say, Alexa, show me naked pictures of Low-T Chuck in the locker room. No, 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 I'm sorry, wrong thing. Say, Alexa, play WSB. (laughs) Chuck's like, yeah, I don't care. Let him videotape him. I don't care. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's a cool new feature. Now you can listen. You don't only have to listen to the Mark Aram Show while you're in your car. All right, we're going to kick off Movie Monday right now. 35 years ago today, one of my favorite movies of all time was released. The Outsiders. 
Pony Boy. Dallas. Johnny. Cherry. Soda Pop. Daryl. Two Bit. Steve. Bob. Steve and Bob, no nickname for you guys. Essie <laughs> Hetman's classic novel comes to the screen, capturing all the intensity, all the excitement, all the emotions of youth. The Outsiders, directed by Francis Coppola. 35 years ago, that came out, and I read an amazing article about the movie over the weekend. You're going to love this, Chuck. So, do you know how this movie got made? It's crazy. With film? Well, yeah, eventually. <laughs> and a director. But how, how it all started. So, no. this librarian, a uh, school librarian from uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Fran? Oh, no, not Tulsa. Um, I forgot. Is uh, her name Fran? No, it wasn't Dang. Fran. Anyway, a school librarian from somewhere, California. Was was upset because boy she couldn't get boys to read books in the in the grade school library. You know a common problem, right? Guys are out, sure. We're playing stickball or in Chuck's case shooting elk or whatever. You know grade schoolers are doing. So she writes a letter to Francis Ford Coppola and says, "Listen, he had just made a movie, and she's like, I need you to help me out. It's a really good book, but I can't get kids to read it." I think it would make a great movie, and that might help kids actually read the book if you make this movie. And she didn't send it to his, the L.A. studios, which is where normally you, you would send it. She sent it to, like, his office in New York, and it's the only reason he got it. Because if they sent it to Coppola Studios and wherever he was, Paramount. Thrown in a bag. Exactly. Corner, never, never but she it. sent it to his, his private office in New York, and he opens it up, and he's like, and he, and he goes out and buys a copy of this book, The Outsiders, by S.E. Hinton. Who was, by the way, the author was 15 years old when she wrote this book. Yeah. Crazy. So he reads the book. He goes, damn, this would make a good movie. He goes, he sends a paperback copy and a letter to the studio bosses. Because he says he knew if he just said the book, if he didn't send the book, they wouldn't go out and buy it because they're too lazy. I guess I could be a studio <laughs> boss. That, that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd make a good studio yeah. boss. And they, they, so he sent them a book, and that's how the movie got made. Pretty crazy. So Essie Hinton, who was 15 when this movie, she wrote a book at 15. That's crazy. And a great book. Anyway, she became like, she was, uh, high, by this point, by the time she was like 30, 31 when the movie got made. So Coppola uh, hired her to be uh, on set to, you know, and she wound up being like the mom for all the young actors in there. And apparently it was a great experience. And one of the things, so Ralph Macchio's character uh, kind of, you know, he's kind of like a drifter kind of guy. Came from the wrong side of the tracks. Didn't have any money. Francis Ford Coppola wanted to get into character, and he gave him five dollars. He goes, "You have to live on this for one day. Go out and live on just five dollars." Who so wound up sleeping in a park like he does in the movie? C great article. It's on Variety if you want to check it out. But I, I, I really, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Longoria. Uh, yeah. Most of it, not the whole thing. I love that movie. That's it was the what, first book I ever actually read cover to cover. Yeah, I don't even know if I even read the book. To be honest with you, I was one of those guys. I know I didn't read. Yeah, the book. I can tell but you that, that movie. I mean, it was it was you know the the Soches versus the Greasers and and oh my goodness, Cherry Valens just Diane Lane just. Young Tom, young Tom Cruise. Oh, unbelievable. So to me, and I look back on this, I'm hard-pressed to find another movie with a, a greater collection of young talent. If you can come up with a greater movie 
uh, with a, a, a younger collection of talent. Younger? I don't know if I can go younger. No, no. A, a greater collection of young talent like this. Young talent. You don't have to be younger. But, okay. like, these were all, these were all like, teenagers. Um, if you look at, at the cast on this, uh, Patrick Swayze was a little older, but C. Thomas Howell, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, Diane Lane, Leif Garrett. I mean, that's... That's an amazing young cast. There's not you may hard to find movies that have an ensemble cast like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. I, you can find a few from the '80s, but not that are going to have an ensemble yeah. cast. Well, like it doesn't that. have to be the '80s. It could be any any decade. Just give me a, a movie with a, an amazing young cast like that, where a majority of the cast members are under 20. Sandlot. And <laughs> see, yeah. that's why that movie sucks. <laughs> Name one actor from that movie that's going to do anything. <laughs> nothing. That fat, the fat guy. Fat kids yeah, do nothing. Kid. He's What's doing his nothing. Name? The chubby one. He lost weight. He's nobody now. That happens. Chubby actor gets famous, and then they lose weight, and then you lo- they, forget yeah. where they're at, and exactly. then they don't get any roles anymore. It's an awful movie. <laughs> anyway, so that's one topic. Give me, give me. An, uh, it doesn't have to be better, but give me a movie with a great collection of young talent. Uh, Breakfast Club to me comes yeah, comes that's to mind. That's like, what popped into my head. That's, Stand that's by a, me. Stand by me. Another good one, Longoria. Yeah. So. We'll, t- we'll talk about you know a movie with a collection of young actors like that. But here's the second topic for Movie Monday, sticking with uh, the Outsiders. All right, take Tom Cruise out of the mix because he's had the best career right. of any actor there. Of those that remain, who had the best career? C. Thomas Howell, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, or Diane Lane? Outside Ooh. of Cruise, who's had the better career in Hollywood? That's Ooh, the second. Some solid arguments there uh, exactly for a couple right. of them. Exactly right. So that's how we're kicking off Movie Monday. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Blake joins us in Cartersville. Blake, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hi, thank you for having me. What's up, Blake? Uh, probably, I would make the argument Diane Lane, just as a, an actress for her career. Can you, can you get closer to the phone, brother? I can barely hear you, Blake. I'm so sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, much better. Go ahead. Uh, I would say probably Diane Lane out of all of them. She's had a hell of a career. Man of Steel, Secretariat, uh, Must Love Dogs, Hollywoodland, Under the Tuscan Sun, The Glass House. Um, she's done a lot of good stuff, for real. Absolutely. And uh, I was wondering if I could add one thing. I'm actually the manager of a large, the largest... Uh, a computer repair company in the country. Yeah. And I wanted to correct one thing about that. Yeah. You were absolutely right. Uh, there is no way that if you have your external hard drive unplugged, you could get that crypto wall virus on there. That is absolutely Clark Howard. People take him for granted. He is a very smart man, and he surrounds himself, surrounds himself with smart people. Um, absolutely. The best way you can protect yourself is back up, unplug it, and put your external away. And I say back up whenever you, they ask me all the time, when should I back up? It's whenever you have something that if you lost it, you'd be devastated without it. See, I don't have anything way, like that. <laughs> I don't have anything. I guess I'm not important. I'd have nothing that would be devastated. I mean, guess just pictures, I guess, would be the only thing. And I, You'd be very surprised at how much people uh, value pictures. Yeah, no, you're uh, right. I should much. do that. I should back up the pictures. But I'm glad to, I'm glad to know from someone in the business that Clark Howard hit the nail on the head because he, he traditionally does. He knows what's going on. Uh, Homer's up on the Mark Aram Show. Homer, welcome to the program. Hello. Hello, Homer. What's up, buddy? Oh, I'm just calling about the outsiders. I uh, happen to be from the area around Fresno, California. That's uh, 
the area that the, the Outsiders was written about, and I just want to let you know. Okay? Excellent. All right. Appreciate it, bud. I thought it was in, uh, I didn't think it was from Fresno, California. I think it was from Oklahoma. Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1965. Uh, Russ in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk to you. Little known fact, Russ was almost cast in the Patrick Swayze role in The Outsiders, but uh, due to scheduling conflicts, had to pass. How are you, Russell? I'm good. You know, I met him one time at a horse show. He had Arabian horses. Swayze did. we did, too. And yeah, Patrick Swayze. Those are expensive. How much does an Arabian horse cost? Those are expensive. Eh, you know, a couple thousand. Jeez for a, Louise. You know, regular one, not yeah. a famous one. Famous ones, yeah, I mean, you <laughs> know, they cost thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000. you are blessed. How's, uh, how's the dating life, Russ? You still with this girl we hooked you up with? I haven't seen her in about a week. Oh. Uh, she went out of town. I'm not sure about all that. So all right. I hope she's going to be back soon. Uh, I actually called to talk to you about Facebook, but you switched it on me. That's so. all right. Go ahead, buddy. What do you got? Well, I, I was going to say this girl used my phone that stayed here. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Used my phone. I caught her on my phone. I said, what are you doing on the phone? Get off my phone. She goes, oh, I couldn't get Wi-Fi or whatever. But when she handed me the phone back, she forgot to log out oh, of whatever she logged into. Okay. Yeah. So she left, and I saw everything this girl wrote to anybody. Even her phone calls were coming on my phone. So is this? For a month. I mean, I'm still doing it. And what's so funny is she was cheating on me, and there's about four or five guys that, that are on there that she said, oh, yeah, I love you. And they're going, I love you, and you're the only one. And she's cheating Wait, on every one of these this guys. isn't the girl we hooked you up with. No, no, no. Okay. This was the one right prior to her. Oh, wow. Wow, get rid and, of her. Uh, Good riddance. It's funny, you know, because um, apparently don't use Facebook on somebody else's phone. Yeah, never. <laughs> because I'm telling you, I can see everything she writes still to this day to anybody. Well, put, let it let it go. Let it go, Russ. You don't you don't need that. You're be- it's greener. entertaining, you know. It's amusing. I don't even know how to shut it off. I don't <laughs> even use Facebook. But, That's uh, cool. That's cool. <laughs> I, I would, uh, let let it, let her privacy go. Just just yeah, I know. Just don't look at it anymore, Russ. Let her let her go. You're you're better off without her. Mike's in Swanee. Mike, welcome to the program. Yeah, there are a lot of good ensemble movies. Some of them, some of the plays from way back when. I think um, I, I was thinking of Fame. That may have been one with the big ensemble. Fame. That's what you said, Mike. Fame, the movie yeah, fame. fame. Yeah, I'm gonna live forever. I'm good. I never saw it. There was a TV show, Fame, too. All right, uh, great ensemble movie casts with young casts. And who from the outsiders, outside of Tom Cruise, had the best career? 404 872 750 1-800-WSB Talk on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. It's Movie Monday on the Mark Aram Show. I consider it my day job. Welcome back to the show, 825, 45 chili degrees on Peachtree, Aram, Longoria, Low Tizzle, that's what we call the A-Team. The A-Team's back. Man, that was a good show. That was a really good show. That makes me, uh, uh, your face, Longoria be B.A. Baracus. And I'd be the uh, the old guy that led the cigars. The, yeah, that led this charge. That would yeah. be us. All right, movie Monday, discussing the Outsiders, an amazing movie. Andre joins us in Norcross. Andre, welcome to the show. Hey, yo, Andre. 
Everybody clap your hands. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Wanted to get one of those in by the end of the show today. Kent is up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Kent. Kent. Hey, good, hey, good evening. Hey, buddy, what's up? Hey, look, so I, I want to I talk about this uh, crypto virus thing. Okay. So everybody that's talked about this is both correct and incorrect. So you have to understand that, that these guys that do this are really, really smart. So just because that virus becomes active, let's say, on Thursday, that doesn't mean you were infected on Thursday. They could have infected you two weeks ago. And, and that's where the difficulty comes So how do we – so what, what's your advice then, Ken? Give me advice. Give me solutions. Well, so, so you have to take – as Clark said, you have to take daily backups, but you also have to be able to run virus scans. And the, the point is that just because it became active on Thursday – Understood. Doesn't mean you can pick up Wednesday. Wednesday just because you had diarrhea on Wednesday, Longoria, doesn't mean you didn't get the food bug on on Monday. Correct. Is, I'm trying to relate it to something you sure. didn't understand. We got Andre back now. Is that what? All right, Andre's back with yeah. us. Hey, Andre. All right, man. I got a great movie. Ten things I hate about you. Had a pretty good cast in it. Um, there's Julia Stiles. Remember her in the Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt Jr. Uh, what was that? Uh, Gabrielle Union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I like Juliana Stiles. I, I'm a fan of hers. That's the blonde, right? Yeah, I always yeah, really like yeah. that. was a big one right there. That uh, one really struck me when I was thinking about a team cast that had a, a good uh, ensemble, as you said. I like it. I like it. That's good. It, it doesn't hold a candle, in my opinion, to the outsiders, but that's just my opinion. We all have your own. Just because you eat a bad burrito on Thursday, Longoria, mm-hmm. And you have the poops on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you were infected on Thursday. Right. You get it now? Got it. Enchiladas, even. Yeah. Tacos. It's Movie Monday. Longoria's playing a soundtrack. I have no idea what the soundtrack is. You won't. But we have a very good prize pack to give away. So if you know, at the end of the show, 847. Call it 847 if you know the soundtrack. You'll win the prize pack. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Greatest young ensemble cast in movie history. And who, aside from Tom Cruise, had the best career from the Outsiders. Movie Monday continues next on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is former governor of Texas, Rick Perry, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show on WFB. Your gang is here, me, Loti, and Longo. 35 years ago today, the Outsiders came out on, uh, on the big screen. An amazing movie. We're talking about the Outsiders. Um, who in that cast, aside from Tom Cruise? Let me go through the cast list again in case uh, you don't know what I'm talking about. C. Thomas Howell, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Diane Lane, Leif Garrett. Of those amazing cast members, who went on to have the best career? And uh, give me another movie that has got a great young nucleus of talent like that. Just talked to Vinny from TV. He said, give me a great one. Red Dawn. Remember that? Oh, the original. Oh, wow. yeah, the original one. Yeah, that was another Swayze one. Jennifer Grey was in there. Yep. Um, Ali Sheedy or one yep. of the, one of yeah. those girls. Yeah, that's a good one. So uh, good, good job, Vinny, on that. Uh, so those are the two topics: four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. Chris joins us in Buford. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. How are you guys doing tonight? Excellent, sir. How are you? Great. Uh, when you mentioned Tom Cruise earlier, this one's not far enough back, probably, but. Uh, a few good men with Tom Cruise. He brought back 
like Kiefer Sutherland and Kevin Bacon and, uh, of course, Demi Moore. Was sure, in. sure. They By that time, though, they were all, I think, they're in their 30s at least, right? I think so, but yeah. what made it made me think about the young guys is like Cuba Gooding was a extra back. He was like one of the Marines in the platoon. And I forget the guy that was a doctor. Yeah, absolutely. They had little bit parts in there. Here's the greatest Cuba Gooding Jr. role of all time coming to America. He didn't have a speaking line, but he was one of the guys in the, in the barbershop getting his hair cut. That to me, remember the scene That's where his best one, yeah, the, where the guy's like he's got the scissors, he's like, and he's not even cutting, cutting hair. Any hair, yeah, and that's Cuba Gooding Jr. in the chair. That's fantastic. <laughs> Taylor's in Bethlehem. T Bone Pickens, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? Excellent. What's cooking, buddy? Not much. You triggered my Alexa again. I know. I was actually kind of doing that on purpose to see if it would work. Uh, I figured. Um, <laughs> So I think Patrick Swayze actually had the best career of all the guys that were in the Outsiders. Just my personal opinion. It's t- I, it's hard to argue. He had he probably had the most commercial success with Ghost and Dirty Dancing, and of course Roadhouse, the amazing Roadhouse. Point Break. Point Break. Yeah, Patrick Swayze, rest in peace. Uh, I wouldn't I couldn't argue that. I think Rob Lowe though he's still alive. He's still out there doing stuff. Diane Lane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you yeah. could pick any of these people. I don't know about the rest of them. Emilio Estevez probably not. Pre nineteen ninety six, maybe. Yeah, he was the Young Guns. He was he was on fire, and then he's kind of like disappeared. Ducks. Kiefer Sutherland's another guy that uh, resurrected himself. Yeah, maybe Emilio Estevez could do that at some point in his career. He needs like he needs a vehicle like twenty four, or designated survivor or something to get back on the map, <laughs> or just a good Netflix. You know, good Netflix if, series would do it. Yeah, that's the way to resurrect your career, Longoria, is to get a Netflix show. We could. Jo- Apparently, they'll give anybody a Netflix show at this They're point. They're spending billions of dollars on Why programming. Why don't we pitch them an idea? Come up with Have one. Have you seen the South Park where where they're Mm-mm. pitching ideas and it's just this entire room of loose leaf tables and all these people and they're they're taking every idea. The minute you pitch the idea, the guy's like, "Okay, Netflix that's do, can you do six episodes?" Blah blah blah, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, just." Everybody Done. gets an episode or a, a series. Done. Uh, speaking Let's of series, Billion started again last night. I know I, you want me uh, to watch it. I saw you would into it. so love the show. Right, I'll try. So love it. Joey's in Atlanta. Joey, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Hey, what's up, Mark? Not much, brother. What's going on with you? Uh, man, I like the I like the cast of the Lost Boys, man, and and the Breakfast Club, man. Lost Boys is good. I like that. Uh, you had the Corys. You had Corey Haim, Corey Feldman. You had uh, Jason Patrick as the male lead. And then, so you know the the female yeah, lead? Yeah, Keith Sutherland, I think, was in there. Yep, Keith Sutherland was the main uh, vampire. But you know the girl um, that that was the, the, the main, i gotta, I got to come up with her name now. You know the girl I'm talking about in that movie, though? Which, uh, which no, I don't about? remember. Lost Boys, um, the girl, the main, I'm going to pull up her name right now. Uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting it. Uh, Jamie Gertz. Oh yeah, okay. She's she's now married to the owner of the Atlanta Hawks. Really? Oh, yeah, she is. yeah. Oh, so she okay. she's around. I've seen her a couple times. She's also from uh, the Seinfeld episode where I can't spare a square. Oh, that's her. Yeah, that's right. She's married to the owner of the Hawks, Tony. Can't uh, spare a square. Yeah, so, we talked about. This. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So we get. I want to get her on the show to talk I about love not to. the Hawks, but Seinfeld, Seinfeld. and Lost Boys and yeah. everything else. Chris joins us in Lawrenceville. Chris, welcome to the program. Hey, you stole my turn with Red Dawn. Uh, I was trying to think of other movies with uh, Tom Cruise. Wasn't the movie Caps? But I don't remember who else was in it with him. It was like George C. Scott was the older actor, but Taps. 
Taps. T A P S. Yeah. Not, I thought you said cats. I was like, <laughs> no, he wasn't in cats. Let's see. Taps, 1981. Uh, let's see who else was in that. Sean Penn, Timothy Hutton, uh, um, and then older guys, George C. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, if you have a young Tom Cruise, a young Sean Penn, and a young Timothy Hutton, yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, hey, I also, to mention, Emilio Estevez is producing now. That's why he's not acting. Oh, no it's, kidding. It's, yeah, he produced his dad in a movie called The Walk, about walking in uh, Spain, across Spain. Basically. So he's staying busy. Yeah, he's he's, doing, he's produced something else very recently, too, with his dad, but I don't remember what it was. So do you know who his dad is, right? Yeah, Charles, uh, uh, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Have you guys watched the uh, CNN documentaries on the Kennedy family? No. Martin Sheen is, is, is narrating that. It's interesting stuff. Um, is there anything nobody doesn't voice. know already? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's. Really? Yeah, I've, I've learned so, and I'm, I'm, you know, I watch all yeah. documentaries, so I've, I've seen a bunch of Kennedy documentaries. But there's so the, the one thing was so, this is a crazy story. I never knew this. Maybe you guys did. The, the oldest Kennedy daughter, she was kind of, I guess we would call her autistic now. Yeah. Okay. And her on the her, spectrum on the spectrum, and her parents were worried because she, she hits puberty. And she's on the spectrum, and she's just basically throwing herself at guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I never knew this. They gave her a frontal lobotomy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You knew that? Oh, yeah. yeah. But do you know how they did it? I don't think I They cracked. This, is, this was on the CNN documentary. Um, it, there's, I mean, it's not all roses with this family. Right. You'll see. right. No, we, yeah. So they, they cut her head open, and I guess, I guess they give her some sort of local anesthesia. But she's still awake. Yeah, you, okay. yeah you're awake. So they're like, start singing a song. And they tell her a song to sing. I don't know. La Bamba. <laughs> I'm sure she knew that. So yeah. she starts singing La Bamba, and they start cutting her brain, pieces of her brain out, until she stops singing. That's how they knew the surgery was over. How messed up is that? Yeah, that's Like, sing up. the birthday song. <laughs> you know, Just keep singing it on a loop. And they're just slicing pieces of her brain off. Until she stops singing, they're like, all right. We did enough. How barbaric is that? Well, they, that, that was that was common practice. Oh my at the god! Turn of the century. And the dad, the uh, Joe Kennedy, didn't even tell his wife that he was doing this. Sick. Oh yeah, no. Sick stuff. There's a lot of skeletons in that. Yeah. Closet. So I, I mean, I know a lot of people. Oh, CNN. But so, like Anthony Bourdain show, I love that. Like some of their shows, some are, very, very are really good. good. And there's there's one I've DVR'd it on the Pope. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm uh, I want to watch on I want to watch that. So Did I, I don't the know. CNN thing bring up a gal named Mimi Beardsley in the Kennedy one. Yeah, it's not over yet. Oh, okay. So I think we're only two or three episodes in. Oh, okay. Who is she? Uh, one of his side pieces. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll keep an eye out for it. <laughs> there's a great. She wrote a book. There's a. I hope they bring it up, but there's a great pool scene. That would have made an excellent movie. Really? Movie scene. All right. With this intern named Mimi Beardsley. All right. I got something to look forward to. Yeah. Next episode of uh, The Kennedys. Uh, Aaron is in Ackworth. Aaron, welcome to Movie Monday. Hey, Aaron. Yes, sir. What's up, buddy? Mark about The Outsiders, brother. That movie is amazing. So good. I tell you what. That so good. changed my life when I was like 13 years old. Maybe want to go buy a switchblade, but <laughs> dad wasn't having none of that. You know what I'm saying? I had so. a switchblade comb. I never had an actual yeah. switchblade, but I had the switchblade that turned into a comb. And you could comb your hair. That's the closest I ever got. Yeah, you know, um, I wanted to say Red Dawn as well, but one of the interesting things, uh, you know, good old Wikipedia will tell you is that Red Dawn was actually the first PG-13 movie uh, ever made. I think I so, remember that. I remember hearing that. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny, you know, you had Karate Kid come out the same year, and you got Johnny, uh, you know, uh, having drug paraphernalia in the bathroom. You're like, how'd this get into a PG movie I'm showing my 10-year-old kid? <laughs> and then yet, you know, then you got Red Dawn, you know, six months later, and it's PG-13. I'm like, oh, better hold off. So The, the most you know, unrealistic so, part of, of Red Dawn, and I love Red Dawn. I love the, the original. The Cuban Army. <laughs> that's what's it wasn't <laughs> the, the Russians best. it was like oh we got invaded by Russia and Cuba but the Cuban army is holding down fort yeah and, uh, <laughs> was that was that Montana what state was that supposedly come I don't remember one of the, it one felt of those, like it was a northern state. yeah one of those northern state one of those Chuck states out in the <laughs> northwest states. I mean it kind of I looked like Wyoming or, or yeah. I, I remember watching that as a kid being like I was terrified the first time I watched it like I, I remember seeing it and then asking when the paratroopers my dad, like, came in yeah I was like <laughs> is that gonna happen because they were what high school kids right mm-hmm. wasn't that the and I was like, is that gonna happen? I was like, no, it's a it's a movie. Like Get out I don't know something table. real real about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I remember being Pompey like, bring it on, Russians. <laughs> yeah, right. Bring it on. I mean, I was eight, but like <laughs> yeah, still. I was like, if this happens, we're gonna fight back. Grab your G.I. Joe and it's gonna be, exactly. <laughs> it's gonna be great. We could I I know where to hide in the woods, they'll never find me. Like, I had this whole scenario. Like it was a teaching tool. Like yes, the movie exactly. was a teaching tool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. And the whole scenario mapped out in my head, ready to go. Ralph's in Woodbury. Ralph, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Hey, how's it going? What's up, brother? Well, I got an old one from way back that started a lot of careers, but most of them are retired now. It was American Graffiti. Oh, fantastic. Richard Dreyfus, Dreyfus. Summers, Ron Howard. Harrison Ford had a little part in yep. it. Yep. That's a great one, American Graffiti. That, jeez, man, that movie's got to be 50 years old now, right? Close it to it. It came out in the mid-70s. I was in high school. All right, so 45 so, years old. Yeah, that's yeah. a great one. Richard Dreyfus. I'll tell you what. That guy's had a really good career. He might be up there as far as... Uh, you know what I watched the other day? What's that? What about Bob? Love that movie. <laughs> Love I that movie. I forgot how much I liked that movie. With his fish gill. Oh, it's just... <laughs> Dr. Leo Marvin. Dr. Leo Marvin, you're a genius. Yes, so good. Uh, Chris is in Ackworth. Chris, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark, this is Chris. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the show. Hey, I want to spin it backwards. Okay. How about for the two big actors in this, Sean Austin and Josh Brolin? Goonies. We're talking 1985 Goonies. Goonies, yes, absolutely. Cindy Lauper and John Matuzak had a had a cameo in there, and the, then Jonathan Kwan, little Asian guy, didn't short he go round. Harrison Ford? Yeah, short round. Gary so Green, Josh Brolin like? uh, had the best. I would say Josh Brolin by far has had the best career out of He's anyone. A monster. Yeah. yeah, he. I keep watching. It's not. I don't know why I keep watching it. Um, Hail Caesar. He. The movie's not great. But he is so good in it. Yeah. He's like this Hollywood dude. He's in the new uh, Deadpool movie. I'm is he really? excited to see. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Got to check that out. Last, uh, This is your chance to guess the movie soundtrack. I have no clue. Love this song, though. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. If you guess the movie soundtrack Longoria's been playing all show, you will win the WSB prize pack. We'll come up, finish with your calls. It's Movie Monday on The Mark Aram Show. Final segment of Movie Monday. Ten seconds or less, please. Let's see if we got a movie guess. Uh, Aaron, what movie soundtrack has Longoria been playing tonight? Easy Rider. Is it Easy Rider, Longoria? It is not Easy Rider. Not Easy Rider. Skip and Marietta. Skip real quick. What do you have? 
Uh, I don't have a guess. I was going to say stuff about the other. Yeah, give me. Go ahead. Give me ten seconds. Uh, your best. Matt, uh, my guess. No, your or best. My best. Your best. Uh, my best movie would be Sixteen Candles or Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Good, both collections of really solid young actors. Chuck, who's on line one, my friend? D. D's up next on the Mark Aram Show. D, what do you have? Well, they just took my answer. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Amazing collection of young actors in that. Katie's in Atlanta. Katie, what do you have? I have Basketball Diaries, California with a K, and um, I think that's pretty good. It turned out Leonardo DiCaprio's career and Brad Pitt and Juliana. Basketball Diaries was very good. I like that movie a lot. Very dark. Mark's in Commerce. Mark, real quick, what do you have? I have uh, Sleepers with young Brad Pitt and a star-studded cast, and also Taxi Driver, Kytel, De Niro, and Pfeiffer. That's right. That's a hell of a threesome right there. Not an actual, you know what I mean. Jennifer's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Jennifer, what do you have? I was just going to say I love the outsiders, and I was going to say that my dad grew up at Towers High School there in Atlanta, and he actually used to be a greaser, and they would fight at Grant Park. No kidding. No, I'm serious. Were you a <laughs> greaser? A or, were you a greaser or a soch, Jennifer? I was a soch. My dad was a greaser. <laughs> really? What about you, Longoria? Greaser or soch? Probably greaser. Chuck, greaser or soch? Greaser. Really? Yeah. I was definitely a soch. I was an athlete. Okay. I was a star athlete. Yeah. Sure. Greasers weren't star athletes. Mm-hmm. Star Division One <laughs> athlete. Anyway, <laughs> what I know it's funny. What was the soundtrack? By it the was way? Uh, this is forty. Oh, I like that movie. Yeah. Not great, but yeah. that's a good soundtrack. All right, let's give the tickets away. Chuck, the 942nd caller to 404-741-0750 wins a pair of tickets to see the Bare Naked Ladies with Better Than Ezra and KT Tunstall on Saturday, July 7th at Chastain Park Amphitheater, part of the Delta Concert Series produced by Live Nation. Tickets on sale now at ChastainSeries.com. Seventh caller to 404-741-0750 wins the ticket. Star of the show. Are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Third place, Tom Regan. Second place, Joe Andrew Longoria. First place star of the show, Clark Howard. He joins us. You came in second, Longo. It's Clark, though. He was Clark smart. You're just Longoria smart. (laughs) And you brought your kids to Buford's party. That's a runner-up every night. Yeah. (laughs) You brought your kids to Buford's party. Shame on you. Shame. Shame. <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet, and it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.